Welcome to In The Loop. Keeping our members in the know with the Knoxville Area Association of Realtors. This is Lyle Irish, the Association CEO. And on behalf of the Association, we're glad you're spending a bit of time with us. Before we get to today's featured conversation, here are just a few updates. I'm pleased to report that after 10 weeks of meeting members' needs while working remotely from their homes, staff are now back in the Association's office. We are following all recommended safety protocols as we look forward to seeing the Association's members in the hopefully soon-to-be post-COVID-19 world. The clear cooperation policy has been in effect since May 1st, and we're pleased to report the implementation of the policy has gone well. As with any new policy, especially one of such national and industry-wide importance, there are certain to be questions. Members should not hesitate to contact the association staff with any questions regarding the clear cooperation policy. MLS participants and subscribers should by now have received their billing for the July 1st, 2020 through June 30th, 2021 MLS billing cycle. The MLS fees are due before August 31st. In a recent NAR publication, an article noted that on average, two-thirds of realtors volunteer in their community each and every month. This is nearly twice the rate of the general population. This is not news to the Knoxville Area Association of Realtors. Without a doubt, there are many local association members giving back in a very big way. A few years ago, to recognize the extraordinary service that many members were providing to their communities across the association's 12-county jurisdiction, the association created a Good Neighbor Award, modeling it after the award that the National Association has been given away for many years. So far, we've recognized four deserving members with a Good Neighbor Award. Doyle Webb, Yvonne Landis, Stephanie Mitchum, and earlier this year, the award's latest recipient, Cindy, is with us today on this podcast, along with Allison Galhar from Volunteer East Tennessee and special host Ryan Levinson, current association director and the previous chair of the Community Involvement Committee. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to uh, welcome everybody to episode five of In the Loop podcast for the Knoxville Area Association of Realtors. Uh, I will be your leader today. I'm Ryan Levinson with Remax. Most importantly, though, I'm a director of the Knoxville Area Association Board of Realtors. Um, this is my third year in this seat, and I'm honored to be part of such an amazing crew. Um, these This group of people that run the directorship are some of the most talented, caring, and intelligent people that I know, and uh, it's an honor to do that. Um, the reason they asked me to come today was um, I am the uh, board of director liaison for the Community Involvement Committee, and um, we have a few amazing, or a couple really, really, really cool people here today, making them blush over Zoom meeting right now. Um, but first things first, I just wanted to kind of talk about the Community Involvement Committee. First off, uh, it is uh, chaired by Whitney Walden, and uh, she's been doing an amazing job with the uh, with the changes and everything that we've had to do to our business. She's managed to keep us all in the loop and moving forward. Um, and I will do a shout out to Beth Stewart, who was the chair last year. And we've been working on some really cool stuff. Unfortunately, our golf tournament this year uh, got postponed to later in the year. And um, we do look forward to doing that. I'm sure you'll be seeing a lot more as we move forward. But, uh, you know, with the Community Involvement Committee, 
we do exactly that. We figure out ways for us as realtors can kind of help with the community, whether that's volunteering, whether that's fundraising, um, you know, just doing things to give back because we are leaders in the community. Um, we've recently done a service day at the Wesley House. And like I said, uh, with this golf tournament that we put on, we try to do it every year. We've been raising tens of thousands of dollars for um, Knoxville Youth Villages for the Birdies for Backpacks thing. So um, it is really cool. Um, if anyone is interested, make sure when committee signups come that you uh, hop on that and stay for the entire year, not just for the first meeting. So all that being said, uh, it is my pleasure to introduce two people. Um, the first one is a fellow award winner, Cindy Sweet. And the second one is Allison Gallagher with, um, she's the executive director of Volunteer East Tennessee. First things first, uh, Cindy, um, tell us a little about yourself. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Uh, Cindy Sweet. I am a broker with LeConte Realty in Maryville, Tennessee. And uh, this is actually my second go round in real estate as I did it previously a few years in the past and then had a career and some other work in higher ed and then came back to real estate and just thrilled to be uh, back in real estate at LeConte in Maryville and so honored to be named the 2019 uh, Knoxville Area Association of Realtors Good Neighbor. Just what an honor. Well, and congratulations for that, Cindy. That's a, uh, that's a big accomplishment. There were a lot of people in the runnings and I know that you deserved it. Well, I appreciate that very much. And I have no doubt that there were many, many worthy competitors and that it could have gone really probably to anyone very good. Well, thank you so much. Next on the show, we have Allison Gallagher, who's the executive director at Volunteer East Tennessee. I actually have the pleasure of seeing Allison a couple, three days a week. And uh, I will say that she's a pretty uh, amazing, intelligent and um, creative individual. And um, anyhow, Allison, tell us a little about yourself and uh, what you do at Volunteer East Tennessee. Thanks, Ryan. Um I am not a native Knoxvillian. I moved here in 2007, which feels like yesterday, but then it, again, it doesn't. It feels like pre-Whole Foods. It was a whole different world. Um, and <laughs> um, I've got about a decade of nonprofit experience. Um, and then also I've uh, worked in the for-profit sector, but I'm the executive director here. And for those people who don't know what Voluntary Tennessee is, we are kind of like the tugboat for nonprofits. We help engage uh, volunteers to help you move your mission forward. Um, we help people find everything from um, uh, board placements and committee placements to um, just shifts, um, things that they want to do for on a Saturday with their family. Well, that's awesome. Now that the uh, now that the intros are over, um, Cindy, obviously you were pretty excited to win the Good Neighbor Award, and uh, that doesn't just happen because you picked a name out of the hat. So uh, tell us tell us what your volunteer work consists of and why you were nominated by your peers and a little more about kind of what you do and how you give back. Well, thank you so much. I was actually told that I won by reverse drawing instead of being pulled out of the hat. It was a reverse draw. So, <laughs> so thanks. Um, so I've been involved with, uh, you know, volunteering for a number of years yet uh, or now. Um, I'm finishing up my second year as board president of Haven House, which is a domestic violence shelter in Maryville, Tennessee. Uh, we serve Blount County primarily, although we do have clients sometimes who come from outside the area, but um, Haven House is a wonderful operation. 
small staff really, really depends on volunteers and supporters from the community to help fill in some gaps and provide for um, victims of domestic violence, which are both male and female uh, in this area. And then I also am board president of an organization, which is a 501c3 called A Place at the Table. And we serve, uh, well, we typically serve hot meals every Monday night in Knoxville under the bridge uh, is the location that we refer to. It's in close to downtown Knoxville, uh, just off Broadway. We serve hot meals to the homeless every Monday night. We average about 25 volunteers per week, and we average about 200 to 250 meals every Monday night. Now, in a, in a non-COVID world, that's a hot meal that we serve. Um, and in the COVID world right now, we're doing bagged meals um, so that it's very easy for them to come up, get their food, and leave. And we aren't causing any issues with social distancing or creating a crowd. Um, but we serve, uh, like I said, about 200, 250 meals every week in Knoxville. And the fun thing about that is that, um, you know, we get to know these people a little bit. We build relationships with them. But we were we were a completely volunteer run organization, still are. Uh, and we decided we reached a point where we really had grown to the point where we needed to be able to take advantage of some grants and, and fundraising. And so we created the nonprofit went through the application and all of that that it takes with the state to get the nonprofit status. And we were awarded that status uh, at the end of 2018. So it's our fifth year, but we just finished our first year with official nonprofit status. And then real quick, I just also joined the LeConte Foundation board here with LeConte Realty, um, which basically every agent in the agency gives, uh, donates part of every closing to the foundation. And then the foundation supports um, community groups just like uh, Haven House and many, many others. Oh, that's great, Cindy. So here's the daunting question. Uh, <laughs> you're a full-time realtor, full-time volunteer yes. on a bunch of boards. Um, this is the the excuse that I'm sure Allison has heard 10,000 times, including me <laughs> being a broker. And, you know, I hear it that I'm so busy, I can't come to training and all that stuff. But <laughs> right. how do you find time to do all this. I mean, it's, that's not, that, that, that was a lot that you just threw at us. And, um, how do you find time and well, better yet, how do you make time to, uh, yeah. to volunteer? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's really more about making time than it is having time. And, um, you know, really, I think a lot of, uh, volunteer work ultimately ties back to somebody's personal connection or great desire to be involved with whatever they're, whatever they're involved with. Um, especially with the place at the table, I have not been homeless, fortunately, um, and I'm very thankful for that. However, I remember very clearly having a discussion with some people that I went to church with. This has been years ago, five or six years ago. And on the very, very bitterly cold nights um, that we have in East Tennessee, I would get in my bed and I would pull my covers up and turn on my electric blanket. And, you know, I'd say, oh, it's so cold as I was snuggling down under covers and electric blanket. And I don't know why, but I would always think of the homeless who were out on the streets in that bitter, bitter cold and just, you know, think, gosh, what are they doing? And that's really how it started. We started handing out blankets and then we realized there was a need for food. So ultimately, I think it comes back to at some point you have some personal connection to how you serve. But if you don't, it's really just about making the time. And if you really want to do something, I think you just naturally figure out ways to make it work and fit into your schedule. That's awesome. I mean, that that. If it's important to you, you'll make time to do it. And if it's important to others, hopefully that you have it in your heart to 
that to extend the olive branch and get out there and and help out however it is and that could even be helping with your checkbook i mean for those exactly. of you that don't um you know for those of you that don't have time um even though that feel like that's just an excuse um <laughs> you know but i understand everybody's busy but you know if you don't have the time surely you're using that time that you're not spending to make money so volunteer with your checkbook you know Exactly. And, and I think Allison could probably speak to this, too. That's ex- that's very true. And sometimes you might want to call an organization and say, how can I best help? Because with regards to Haven House, you know, because we run a shelter for victims, victims of domestic violence, that is a private place. And the address is, you know, it's a secret location. So it's not a place where we can just run a bunch of volunteers through. So there's other ways that they can help us besides, besides that. So very valid point. Well, um, I'm glad you kind of segue over to Allison because um, Allison, um, you you kind of gave us a teaser on on what Volunteer East Tennessee does, but can you expand on that a little bit more? Just you know how how I guess let's turn it around and say how can we as realtors help you or you help us, um, you know, move forward and volunteer for those of us who have time. Yeah. Well, um, Cindy made a great point that it's about what you make time for and about being honest about what your availability is, what you can really give back, but all of it is appreciated. All of it is needed. Um, and starting where you are passionate about something. Um, again, Cindy said she thought about the homeless people being cold and voluntary Tennessee. We're kind of the connection point. We're like matchmakers. We get phone calls from individuals that, you know, say, I want to help an organization that works with, you know, girls and that are interested in STEM and I'm an engineer. How can I get involved? It can be that specific. And we just guide you through that process because it can be daunting. We work with over a hundred nonprofits, but there are thousands of nonprofits in East Tennessee that need volunteers. And we just help you navigate those waters. So based on that, what are some general guidelines that uh, we could kind of base ourselves off of when we, you know, if, if, while we're looking, if we're looking, um, do you have any guidelines that we can kind of, uh, adhere to? You know, I do, Ryan. I'm sure, um, I'm sure you got plenty of rules. <laughs> I got rules. <laughs> um, first things first, be honest about where you are in your life, your career, your family. What do you have time for? People get real excited and then they kind of get into it and they realize, oh, this is, this is more than I thought. And before you ghost an organization or you don't show up for the training or the training feels like too much, let them know, like, this is more than I can do right now. Is there something else? Can I serve in a different capacity? Is there a committee? Is there something that is less intensive time-wise, but I do want to get involved? On-ramp yourself. Figure out a way to do that if you care. The second is you have to have a passion for it because it's work. It takes commitment. And if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, and I, I think we can all name a few off the top of our heads, what might be a wrong reason, um, whether it's you want to network with someone specifically on a board or you think it's going to connect you to a certain group of people, just don't. Just don't. It's It never works out the way you think it will. And it's it doesn't work out for the nonprofit, which ultimately it takes a hit. It's a hurt to them. Those are my two basic rules. Those are, those are two very amazing rules. Um, 
You know, I think you've, my, my next question is, you know, what's a good first step, but I think you kind of hit on that is find a passion for it. And, you know, do you, do you kind of ask what the involvement is on the front end? Is that something where you say, Hey, you know, is I have this much time in a given month that I can give towards it? Is it anything that you'd be interested in? Or, um, you know, how do you go about kind of segueing into that? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of information on websites, um, but there's also not a lot of information on websites. Um, you're always welcome. Anybody's welcome to call us and we can give you some um, insight into how organizations work and what their needs may be immediately. Um, the other side is send them an email. Say, this is what I really want to get involved. I love what you're doing. I love your work. And this is what I have available to me time-wise, commitment-wise, but also are there financial requirements? Because sometimes you don't get that information until you've already said, yes, I'd love to serve on your board. Oh, wait, here's the- My end is $50,000. Hope you like chicken lunches and uncomfortable chairs. No, um, I'm kidding. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it is, these are things, it's dating. I mean, I, I hate to kind of put it in such a simple term, in simple terms, but it really is dating. You're really getting to know an organization I tell people, go and volunteer with them. Usually um, organizations have like a, a, a golf event or they have some sort of special event or like a, a, a fun run where you can just one-off volunteer and you don't need training. You can just show up and do it. Do it. Get to know other volunteers that have worked with them. Get to know their organization. See how things operate. Because if it's a disaster, maybe that's not who you want to hang out with. Maybe that's not who you want to align yourself with. But if it feels good and they have long-term volunteers in the mix, that's a good sign. And you, what have you lost? What have you given? You've given four hours. Do it. Absolutely. So it's not tasteless to go to a, to a um, you know, volunteer organization, whoever may need you, and show up once and determine that that's not the place for you. No, I don't There's think no so. There's no shaming I think, or anything involved. No, I mean, be honest. And, you know, no one is asking you to, you know, contractually to be there on a monthly basis. Now, if you show up to something and say, yes, I agreed to show up but on a monthly basis and you don't, well, then that's not good. Yeah. Then the shaming ensues. Then right? the shaming ensues. No. Yeah. You don't <laughs> want to be shamed by Allison. She will find you, folks. She'll find you. <laughs> She's got people. She's from New York. She's got, she's got, she's got some serious people. I don't mess with her. So we, we kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, and, and, you know, part of your conversation, Allison was, was, um, you know, talking about what the, what the investment is, whether it's time or money or, um, you know, how to get involved and how to, uh, um, really impact somebody if you don't have the time and, um, you know, I, I do want to encourage those people who are constantly busy and, you know, can't maybe find the time to give the time, um, is to give the money. Um, you know, and we have, uh, we do a hundred realtors who care, which has been about 35 to 40 realtors who care recently. Um, <laughs> but you know, once everything, once the, once COVID goes away and hopefully we can gather again and hopefully groups of a hundred or less, uh, we can hit that hundred mark and, um, you know, all get together and just, just kind of, so you guys understand what hundred realtors who care is it's, we all get together, uh, as a group and three volunteers who have previously submitted 
applications come and they have about five minutes to present what you know their nonprofit does, what they're going to use the money for, and um, you know how it can impact them. And so they have five minutes and then we do about five minute question and answer session where, you know, generally it's, you know, what's your operating budget and yada, yada, yada. Just kind of ask some probing questions. And then uh, as a group, we collectively vote on who to give the money to. And everybody who's in there brings a hundred dollar check and it goes to um, the person who wins. So everyone, you know, it's been locks of love. It's been uh, I think Wesley House won it one time. Um, and you know, we collectively vote, obviously everybody has a different, you know, voting, uh, outcome. Everyone votes on it, kind of determines, you know, which, which they want to give to. And then as a whole, we present a check for sometimes it's, you know, hopefully it's $10,000. Um, we give them a check for $10,000 right there. And, um, you know, they walk away and you also have the option to, if you have, you know, conviction and the other, you know, the, the two um, nonprofits that may not win that time, um, you can always give them money at that time too. So it's a really good way to, you know, network with other agents if that's what you're going for. Um, and it's a really good opportunity to, to volunteer, you know, with cash in hand. So a little plug for the hundred realtors who care. Um, anyhow, Last but not least, um, I think this is probably the biggest question for everybody is what to you is the importance of serving in your community? You know, what's your why? Um, Allison, why did you decide to make a career of this? And Cindy, you can go next. But Allison, tell us why you you kind of made a made a career of helping out. Um, no one wants to live somewhere where people don't care about the place they call home. And you know, in order to be a vibrant community, an attractive community that is growing, thriving, attracting new talent, attracting new businesses, um, that you got to care. You got to care about where you live and, and your neighbors. And we are very fortunate that we live in an, an incredible community and people very much care in spades. And I don't know, I've lived other places and it doesn't always feel like this. Um, sometimes they care too much, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, what I like so much about, you know, my job and the work that we get to do every day is we connect people and, um, when it works and it's a good fit and it's the right thing, then it's kind of magic and people are on fire for a cause an organization. I mean, you'd hear in Cindy's voice talking about Haven House. I mean, it's, you can just hear it in people and they're really excited and enthusiastic and we need that. We need that. Got to keep your heart full, you know? You do. And thank you, Allison. Cindy, you. Um, what's your, uh, what, what's the importance of serving for you? Well, I think, um, I think what people find when they do start volunteering is sometimes the why will change along the way. So the reason you start might just be as simple as, hey, I'd like to you know, give a little bit of my time. I'd like to do a little something nice for somebody. But then I think you will find that once you really connect with an organization and its mission, your why will change because you will understand more deeply the issues or the benefits that either these organizations or the people they serve either face or how they um, gain from the organizations that are helping them. So I think your why changes along the way 
And that's one of the reasons, one of the ways that you'll know that you've really connected with the, or, the right organization. Um, for me, that's definitely the case. My why has changed over time, um, the longer I've been involved with them. And, uh, you know, for me, it, it helps keep me grounded. It helps me keep, I think, a healthy perspective on that my reality is not everyone's reality. I think it also helps you really understand how fortunate your position or place may be in the world. And I think especially as realtors, um, you know, we get really excited and caught up on, you know, on doing deals and helping people find houses and buy and sell. But I think it helps you remember, too, that home ownership is really so much more than just owning a piece of property. It's people's homes. It's people's lives. And home ownership is really a privilege. Um, you know, we're so used to seeing exchanges, uh, exchanges of real estate change hands every day. I think sometimes we might forget that home ownership is really a privilege and not everybody has a home that they can go to. And beyond that, safe, a safe home should be a right, but it's not for a lot of people. And so, again, I think it just really helps us remember that, you know, we're really lucky to do what we do. We're really lucky to help people buy and sell homes. And if we can help with people who fall outside of those margins, then um, I think it just helps us, you know, kind of round out our perspective and view on the world and, and how it can be a better place if we just give a little bit more. That's what we're all trying to do, right? Trying to make a little impact, make it better for everybody. And, uh, and Cindy and Allison, you guys, uh, you guys definitely do that. And we are uh, very thankful for you and people like you and uh, giving your time and giving your time to us today to do this podcast. And I hope that uh, everyone took a little something from it. Once again, Allison Gallagher, Cindy Sweet, Thank you guys, and uh, really look forward to seeing your faces after COVID. Get together <laughs> Absolutely. Soon. Thanks. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening to In the Loop. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at carmls.com slash podcast. That's K-A-A-R-M-L-S dot com slash podcast. And on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever fine podcasts are distributed. We'll see you next time. This has been a Humble Pod production. Stay humble.